0: all right so let's make it plain welcome back to the make it plain wayne podcast where we will entertain we will heal and we will build you up i am wayne and this is elevated friendship so for today's topic i want to talk about that humble pie you know like have you ever been humbled into improvement Or, or hurt so bad that you can't get down the road like you can't get to the lesson You can't get to the resolution. You can't get to the silver lining. You know, it it happens. Or maybe you, maybe, you know, the people that we watch as far as TV, movies, live television, you see people get beat on live television, but then they come back, right? So I know one of the things I've heard that I know, you can can look at this any time, when you lose at a Super Bowl, boy, it's hard to shake off that Super Bowl loss because you just think like somewhere in your mind, and your body, you know that you've already been there and you didn't win. Right. <laughs> so you almost got to empty the deck and maybe bring some new people in and keep the things that, you know, were without a shadow of a doubt working well. Right. You, you got to wipe it clean. Well. You have certain athletes that have already been winners. have already won the NHL, the the World Series, the the Stanley Cup, the the NBA championships, the Super Bowl, the Olympic—you know—a uh, uh, gold in a race or a field event. And they're just trying to get back to that gold. They're just trying to get back home because you might have got them today, but they're like, I'll be back later. It's hard. The number, one people, the number one type of person that we want to see eat that humble pie is someone who's arrogant, someone who's narcissistic, someone who seems to just not really be able to, you know, get a firm grasp on the fact that they're wrong. Right. <laughs> so. Who needs the humble pie the most? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot of the people that you're thinking might need that humble pie, it might be something else they need. Maybe they need love. Maybe they need comfort. Maybe the reason why they're acting the way that they're acting is because the people who should have had the humble pie were raising them. <laughs> so maybe the, it's not that they need to be humbled so much, it's just that they need a chance to be around. Someone that, you know, has that quality, has that depth, has that balance in them. But I, I, I want to talk about it for me specifically. Like, have you ever been humbled into improvement way? I'm going to tell it like this. Um, you go back, <laughs> you go back and look at my running career in high school, um, not college, college, you you get humbled every day. But in high school, um, I was kind of a shy kid, you know, mediocre, not really doing much, not really saying much, still a little bit hesitant because, you know, I was at this new school, I wasn't around my friends, I didn't know anybody there, and like one dude. (laughs) And um, I grow, you know what I mean? the 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 young scared kid becomes a young scared kid that realizes he has some talents and abilities on the track. instead of eating peanut butter brittle and and drawing comic uh, characters and sitting in the basement, I was able to you know come out and you know run decent races, run really well. Well, the thing about it was my confidence built, my speed built. The way I felt built, like everything started to increase and just be better, right? So we get to a point where now I'm a state champion, right? I'm a junior. You know, I got I got a, I got a few little people liking me. I'm kind of cute. Oh, he's kind of cute. Got my hair cut and faded. And um I can work. So I start working a job. I got a little car, got a little money, got a couple of shoes, got a little cologne, start to think I'm you know somebody special. Well, fast forward to the state track meet is now over. And I'm working a job, and I'm deep into the summer, and now running summer track, right? Well, not only was I, you know, I don't want to say, uh, I mean, I wasn't, how would I say this? I wasn't blowing it out of proportion, you know? I I was being a good kid, <laughs> But the second that state track meet was over and I had that that state championship and and I had that all on my belt, I kind of hit the, the snooze button. I'll say it that way. I kind of hit the snooze button on what made me a great athlete. And I was on my feet all day working, you know, selling shoes, working at the finish line. Loved it. Okay. Having a great time. Lunch break. I'm going to eat Chinese food. I mean, I was just living the life, you know what I'm saying? I'm having this delicious food. I'm in the food court, <laughs> walking by Victoria's Secret, like, ooh. <laughs> you know, just being a, a a young kid, not knowing much, but I never caused anybody any trouble. I never hurt anybody, not verbally, not physically. And and if if I did something wrong, people would let me know. But at this point, I'm going out. I'm staying out late i'm trying to impress these girls and you know i'm just you know just having a fun time as a kid and i believe at this time this is gonna date everybody i had a pager right so the pager goes off beep 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 and i ignore it oh no i ignore it the pager goes off again beep 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 i ignore it because i'm with you know i'm with the crew there's some girls there you know well, long story short, I didn't make it home until that next morning. And I tried to creep and slide in the bed real easy. Like the bed was like creaky, creaky, creaky. It was all loud, <laughs> making noises. And it was like, you're late. As soon as I like got in, like, And my dad opened the door and he was like, yeah. He's like, how about you just don't go out for a while? And then close the door. <laughs> oh, he was mad. And I didn't go out for a while. But you would have thought I would have learned my lesson, right? That really didn't do it. So as I had said, now that it's the summer. I'm on my feet all day working. I go to track practice and, you know, something just didn't seem right. Right? Well, we get to running a couple of meets, you know, you got like three or four meets before you, you know, brush off and, and go out to regionals. I was running and basically just competing in the summer off of talent alone. It wasn't work ethic. It was just talent and memory, muscle memory. And so I finally get to the regional meet and we're there competing against Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, like it's this, you know, nice Midwestern meet. And, you know, you're competing against the region. It's kind of like, like the Big Ten is now. And um, <laughs> I get to that meet. And not only is, like, my main competition, this kid that I had seen at every regional meet, not only is he running well and doing awesome, the kid that I have been beating all year, okay, all year, his senior year, he blows by me with so much speed and agility and quickness. I mean, it was like windy, like the wind was was coming off him. They both just cruise past me. And I didn't even, uh, uh, I didn't even make it to nationals. I didn't even make it to the national meet. Like it was so embarrassing to go from being sixth in the nation the previous year to now not even qualifying. So this is what I did. I went back to my, you know, little jobby job, had a great summer, finished off the rest of the summer, but that really hurt, right? It really hurt, losing that bad. And that's why, like, when I watch Shakari's story, I'm like, she'll get from it what she needs to get. Because at that time nobody needed to tell me what was wrong or what was happening. I knew what was wrong. I knew what had happened. It just I hadn't had I hadn't really processed it yet. You know, I was 16 or 17. So, well at that point now I'm 17, because it's the end of the year. May birthdays. So <laughs> I come back to my little job, work, get my shoes. And um, I bought two pairs of shoes. I really like these shoes. I liked how they fit in the previous year. So I went and bought a, I had an all black pair of Reebok. Uh, it's like whatever they call it with the, the honeycomb design. It was like the Air Max, but for Reebok. And they like had these nice bubbles on them. Like I think Nike has like a version of Air Maxes that look like them now. And it's like really weird to see kids wear them now because it's like a flashback. But I went and bought two pairs of these Reeboks in white because I love the shoes so much. I wore them shoes out. I trained and trained and trained and trained. I even tried to go out for cross-country even though I was trash. <laughs> I even tried to go out for tra- cross-country. And I guess the reason why I was trash, you know, this is, this is where that humble pie really comes in uh, to help you. I found out later that my back was out of alignment. Like, you know how kids crack their neck and crack their back all the time? Well, I was doing it wrong and I was sleeping face down. Like, stomach sleepers have the worst back and vertebrae, period. Right? So, <clears throat> I, you know, train and train and train. I get to senior year. Not only was I undefeated that senior year, <clears throat> I broke a record. If I, if I, if I wasn't undefeated and and running back to back golds in both hurdle races, I was breaking the uh, meet record for the one tens or the three hundred hurdles, which was like an amazing accomplishment that I didn't know about at all. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know that I was doing that. I just wanted to run and have a good race. It was it was kind of like revenge for what I had done wrong previously. But it hurt. It hurt, to, it hurt to see the race ran without me because I still went to Nationals with a relay. It hurt to watch the race that I was supposed to run. And if I would have ran the time that I ran at state, I would have went from sixth place the previous year to now third place at Nationals. If I just would have trained and ate right and listened, listened to the beeper, listened to the pager, and, and keep that momentum going. Right. It, it, I mean, it knocked me down so hard, but it became a very necessary part of how I trained, which I, I'll, I'll always keep. It's like you keep that mindset that like there there is nothing is promised. Right. Nothing is promised. And I think the thing, like, what's really funny is, like, you always want to see a pretty boy humbled. You always want to see somebody that's arrogant or cocky or that chick that just seems to have everything and and she has a stank attitude. You're just like, oh, my God, somebody shaved half her head or something like somebody like some dog. Please go pee on her. Like, you know, somebody slash her tires. Like, you just want to see something bad happen to people that they seem to have it all. And then they want to judge you. You're like, How are you judging me when you have everything? You want to see them fall. You want to see them hurt, right? It's hard to watch people that that have everything judge people. But in this case, I was that. Especially if you ask the kid that beat me, Travis. I mean, they were so sick and tired of me. You know, being this golden kid, good kid, goody two-shoes, choir boy, you know, I was just like, oh, God, like, get him out of here. Like, I can't stand him, you know, because nobody could beat me. It was one thing when it started to happen in the city. It was one another when the next year it was the whole state. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the thing that always takes me back uh, as, as far as humble pie is I love the Marvel comic movies. I love the Iron Man story. And uh, in the first movie, he's kidnapped by the Ten Rings. And, you know, he didn't realize he's in a war. Like, hey, homie, like you create missiles, bombs and all this terrifying killer things. Like, yeah, you started a war like humble pie. um, We got you. (laughs) He got kidnapped by the guys from the Ten Rings. And then in the second uh, second uh, movie of the Avengers, the uh, Age of Ultron, he had to face the victims of Sokovia I mean, these people had literally been bombed and, and blown up by the weapons he created. His name, Stark, was on the missiles and bombs that killed and, and destroyed the villages and towns and, and, and everyday life of the people that Quicksilver and, and Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch, knew and loved, right? And it was actually, <laughs> actually because of his humility... And because of the missiles and bombs and all that, seeing how you know, you can get chin checked if you're not careful, that's what made Tony Stark want to look at, if you go by the movies, not the comics. If you go by the movies, that's what made him want to create the Ultron program so he would have a, a dozen upon dozen upon dozen Iron Men that could patrol the Earth for threats. Because they just got done fighting aliens. So what could be a bigger threat than an alien you've never seen before, right? So that's how the Ultron program came about. But boom, your 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 program gets hijacked by a, a nasty um, correction in the system. And now you're <laughs> having to fight your very own system Terminator style. And then it, what, was, what was crazy is... When when Iron Man had failed, he had completely failed, he's starving, he's he's like out there just drifting in the abyss. There's no way to even get him back out. It was like our space stations and NASA weren't equipped to, to go out that far. He's just lost in space, starving, lost, and out there with Nebula. And then later he puts it all together and we get the snap. I am Iron Man. Snap in a Z formation. <laughs> But there's also the Wizard of Oz. Dorothy was so trapped in her humble pie that we had to actually like almost slap her into reality to level up. It's like you can't be stuck in the humble pie. Right. But I get it. Being hurt so bad that you can't see. Right. You can't see. It's a hard place to be in. Right. Like, hey, Wayne, I, I, I've i been eating humble pie for the last 20 years. I've been eating humble pie for the last 10 years and I'm stuck. I can't get out of it. Like everybody humiliates me. Everybody talks down to me. Everybody knows that I'm a failure. Everybody like I don't need any more humble pie, Wayne. I, I need some victory pie. How about some elevation pie? Some promotion pie? How about some 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 like, let me lose 20 pounds pie? Like, how about that pie, Wayne? We get fired, right? You ever been fired? How do you where's the humble pie in that when you've been fired? Right? It's it's like, yeah, I I I I'd love to be humbled, not fired. And then, I mean, breakups, like I hate to say it, but like some people are so arrogant. They're so stuck in their ways. They're so they're so much of a tyrant or they're, they're so much of a dictator. They need that humble pie. They need that divorce. And I'm not the one like I'm, I'm like, hey, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. Let's fight. Let's help. Let's work. Let, let, let's fight. Let's fight the good fight together. Let, like let's do it. I'm the number one person that's gonna say, "Hey, you guys will make it. You guys will make it. You can fight. You can make it. You can do this. You can do that." I'm the number one person that's gonna say, "Let's do it." But some people do need that humble pie, and y- y- you do need the breakup. You do need the divorce, <laughs> so you can finally see what you need to be. The hard part is death, though. Like, when you lose somebody... mm, When you lose somebody that was keeping you in check, when you lose your humble pie, now it feels like you're just going to run rampant. Right? You, You feel like, I don't have my check and balance here anymore they're gone. The person that humbled me and kept me in line is gone. I'll I'll never be able to look forward and look, you know, look up again. Mm, Not true. Now, the hurt, I respect the hurt. I respect the relationship. I respect who it is you confided in to be uh your <laughs> your humble pie but a lot of times and this is the hardest thing people don't want to hear this a lot of times you lose that person and now it's on you right now it's on you energy is neither lost nor gained only transferred in motion you always wonder like why is it in the movies that when mom goes out of town, one of the kids will step up to be mom. Like it's like in, in Home Alone, when Kevin stepped up and started cleaning and washing and making macaroni and cheese, ordering pizza. He's just doing the same things his mom would do. He's doing the same things his dad would do. You assume those roles because that's secretly who you are. It's it's a wheel. It's a wheel that just keeps on rolling. Baby, man. Older man, death, birth. Baby, man, older man, death, birth. It just keeps cycling, right? We've never seen this cycle end, right? And hopefully we won't. <laughs> but you wonder, like, how can I keep going now? How can I keep going now? How can I learn the lesson, Wayne? Like, how can I get to the humility of... When I'm still hurt, right? I get it. Keep listening, right? Keep listening. So this is it. So what was hard for me is I got humbled and then lost the person that I wanted to talk to the most. I got to do a little bit more work. I got to do a little bit more work. I got to do a little bit more work. Let me just do a little bit more work. Then the person I want to talk to the most, my grandfather the wealth of knowledge that he is, dies. Boy, 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 if that wasn't ever the humblest of humble pies, right? You think you have more time and then you're faced with a life yourself where you have to make sure these people know that you love them and care about them. I I had a guy get in my face one time you know, with, with love and passion and desire. What do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to pray for? What do you, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to pray for? That it? I was like, hey, I'm just gonna keep it real with you. I, I don't need any prayers. What I need is for you to tell your wife and your family that you love them and make sure that they know that you love them. And then make sure you know That they know that you love them, right? That's why we act the way we act. We don't know what page. We don't know what page we left on with them. Especially if it was an untimely death and you don't know where you stand with them. So, yeah. There are, you know, I'm going to transition. There are people that do get, um, you know, beat on live television and make a comeback. Like, what a lot of people don't realize um, is the Michael Jordan versus uh, LeBron comparisons, the Michael Jordan versus Kobe comparisons, um, they involve far too many details. I mean, you're talking about comparing barbecue to sushi. You're talking about comparing Chinese food to, I don't know, burgers. Like, there's so many different things to compare and, and and I mean, it's like kosher food <laughs> compared to ribs. You know, it's like there's so many different flavors, details, and things going on, right? Like, with LeBron, he's never had a team of people that you want. Like, he always goes to teams. I, I take that back. I take that back. When he's not on those teams, they're not doing anything. And I think the, the beautiful part was when he did give a wave they got some rings. So it, it's like somewhat true. But what was he doing? I mean, he's like this kid taking a team to the NBA Finals that's never been to the NBA Finals. And the same thing with, with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's Eastern Conference Finals and eastern conference rivalries are nowhere near what they are today so when people talk about mj and he's the greatest and this that they're not talking about his his nba finals they're talking about the east right <clears throat> excuse me the east hasn't been that hard in a long time it's it's in my opinion it's never been as hard as it was when michael jordan was there never so yeah, he has to play the Utah Jazz or, uh, I don't know who who did he play who did he play for the final. You saw the Utah Jazz twice, the Phoenix Suns. Um, I don't even know who we played the first three. Whatever. Bottom line is you can't line them up. It's it's not like a a key. You can't put this key in this door and it opens. And then put this key in another door and it opens. They're two completely different keys to two completely different eras. That's what makes them stand out so much for me. But they've been, they have been beat and humiliated on live TV. Michael Jordan played in the NBA for what, 15 years? He only has six rings. Okay. Six is not 15. Uh LeBron James has been in the NBA, what, 16 years? Uh, What has he got, four rings? He's got one as a Cavalier. He's got two with the Miami Heat. And then he's got one with the Lakers. This man gets a ring with every team. He's like Brady. (laughs) Which also brings my point. Tom Brady didn't win at every Super Bowl, but he's the GOAT. He didn't win at every Super Bowl, okay? Like, he get just smashed. Obliterated. And then come back the next year with a good team. He's got, what, six, seven rings? The dude is the GOAT. Like, I can't take anything away from him. But if you want to act like he never lost in front of a million people, in front of everybody, oh, okay, cool. So, I mean, last but not least, our sprinters, our male sprinters, right? Right? <clears throat> it's been a while since we've had somebody dominant in the sprint game. Michael Johnson was the, the total package for the 400-200, which is, is kind of rare. Usually the guys that win the 400 aren't also running the 200. Like same thing with the guys guys that run the 400 hurdles. The guys who run the 400 hurdles, usually because of the way they're stretched out, they really are a little bit too stretched to come in and win the Olympic 200 meters. They've got all the cardio in the world. If you were to do an Olympic 300 meters, they probably win that. But like because of what it requires you to do in the 400 hurdles, that block start, that that build up, it's very rare to find a guy that can win the 400 hurdles and win the 200. Like that type of foot speed, it's not necessarily the closing, the middle or the ending, it's the beginning because they're used to to blasting out and accelerating in a way that we in the 400 hurdle community are more built for enduring. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 you have to spend your time on it, but there's a hurdle in your way. So why would you? So yeah, our, our men sprinters, we haven't had a consistent guy that would win Olympic gold back to back since Michael Johnson. When he decided to pass, uh, pass the torch, you know it got past the guys like Justin Gatlin and and um uh, Sean Crawford and um yeah guys like Christian Coleman and uh uh Trayvon um so you've had we've had people try but like after 2000 you know it got shook up right and then i, I can't remember who was winning in 2004 um i can't remember who won in 2004, I have to do my homework on that. 100, 200, 400. I have to do my homework on all those. Um, but they they weren't American. Oh, were they American? Justin Gatlin. Okay. Uh, Sean Crawford, Justin Gatlin, I believe, won the 200. But I can't remember who won the 100. I can't remember right now. Uh, but you want to talk about humble pie. Uh, Andre de Grasse is the fastest Canadian ever. Right. And people like to meme and make memes all the time of him running up to Usain Bolt and Usain Bolt smiling. And Andre Grasse is running for his dear life. He's running his headlights out. Right. And then Usain Bolt is just cruising to the finish. Well. He just won Olympic gold. It had been 93 years since a Canadian had won gold in the two hundred. And he stayed on Usain Bolt. But the thing was, they started to notice with Andre DeGrasse, he seemed to get better and better and better as the year progressed. And not, not only in his seasons where he was getting hurt, but also clearly in this season, to where he comes and runs the Olympic gold medal winning time. And for me, now completely removes the name of Ben Johnson. Right? You actually have a Olympic gold medalist that's legit He's and he isn't built like a, a, a NFL running back, like he actually is very lean. Like I think all those guys are like between 165 and 180. Where I feel like back in the day, especially like Maurice Green and Otto Bolden, those guys are like 180 or more. So that humble pie, it it really comes for everybody. Of course, we need it. Sometimes we even want it because it would validate, you know, our low self-esteem. <laughs> oh, well, I lost. So I'm just not that very I'm not very good. You need to have somebody that comes along and says, well, you are. You just need to stop crying about it, you know, lying about it and, and, and wallowing in your pain. You need to actually do something about it. That humble pie is not a bad thing. Sometimes it will make you, force you to finally look and have a perspective that actually suits you. Maybe that arrogance, that, that, that low self-esteem, that's somebody else's disease, right? That doesn't suit you in the future. That's somebody else's disease. That's a symptom of stuff that doesn't even help you, of being privileged, all this stuff. Black, white, Asian, brown, Middle Eastern, Mexican, Latin, Italian, Indian, Korean, Russian, Mongolian, all of it. Right? Brazil, Brazilian. Maybe what you were doing before doesn't suit you. It's okay to 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 change the playbook. Are you going to leave your coach? Ooh, okay, maybe. Are you going to leave the team? Oh, uh, maybe. Sidney McLaughlin went to Bobby Jerome Kersey after getting second consistently in the last Olympics and trials and is now a two-time world record holder and a gold medalist. Nobody from the East, New Jersey, Newark, or, or nobody from there has ever ran as fast as Sydney and Dalila Muhammad. No one. And Sydney did that by going to one of the greatest Olympic coaches ever. He's got two or three gold medals in the four hundred hurdles with Karan Clement, now with Sydney McLaughlin. But he's got all these medals with different races, different athletes. His wife is the greatest uh, multi-eventer we've ever had, and then he's got all these other runners, Gail Devers as a hurdler. He's got all these amazing athletes that ran and did well. So it's a big risk. You have to really swallow your pride, okay, to go and fire your coach or go to a new coach, however you want to say it. Same thing with mixed martial arts. Same thing with boxing. When you're going to leave that coach, you're either going to be humble yourself or humble that coach. So either you have to tell yourself, hey, I'm just not cutting it here and I apologize. I've been wasting your time or something's just not right. I'm sorry. I can't get with your plan. Love you. Miss you. You're an awesome coach. I got to go over here and try this because I think it would fit me a little bit better. Now, you're either going to go out crunchy and prideful or maybe you have some humility and you you do a good job. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. It's up to you. You can eat the humble pie now (laughs) or be served later. So, yeah. All right, you all. Well, I love you. all. hope you love me back. Definitely love, like, and share these messages. Send them and share them. And, you know, make sure you eat a little bit of humble pie every day. I'll see you soon.